Welcome to the Grad School Femme Touring Podcast. This is Dr. Yvette Martinez Vu, and I will be serving as your Femme Tour, providing you with tips and tricks and everything else you need to know to get into graduate school. For the past 10 years, I've been helping undergraduate students get into top graduate programs in their field, and I'm really excited to share this information with you too. Happy Friday, everyone. You may have noticed that I didn't publish an episode last week. Um, it's been a very busy couple of weeks for me. I still feel like I am adjusting to this new lifestyle of being a work from home slash homeschooling mom to two kids, one of them a baby, and um, breastfeeding slash pumping a baby. So it, it, I don't know what it was about last week, but it just felt very, very busy, and I did not have the capacity to do the recording. And I had to just take it easy and be gentle with myself and be okay with missing a week. Hopefully it wasn't too big of a deal for my listeners. I know I have some new listeners. I've been checking my stats and my numbers are rising, which is interesting because I haven't been doing anything major to increase my numbers, but somehow the word is spreading and I'm really grateful to you all for listening. So um, last week I was actually going to record on the topic of rejection and it 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 just didn't happen and it was really funny because i actually then later on received a message on instagram by someone with the username um brazil remini and she suggested talking about um rejection and redirecting rejection or reframing rejection and um, I, I just thought it was such a coincidence that that was exactly the topic I was going to bring up for this next episode. I decided to put it on hold for a week. And then I realized, wow, someone actually wants to hear about this. So I have a few thoughts about rejection or receiving no's and what to do when that happens and why so few people talk about it and why it makes us feel uncomfortable and um when it comes to grad school the first thing i want to say when it comes to that to to the word i don't even like the word rejection let's just i just want to put that out there i don't like the word rejection because i feel like it has such a strong negative connotation and association similar to failure a lot of us don't like that word it's just it induces a lot of feelings of shame and um, I just want to kind of normalize it and, and tell you that when it comes to grad school, rejection is common. Rejection is to be expected. If you've applied to graduate school this cycle or in the past, well, if you've applied this cycle, you probably should expect it. You will receive at least one no. Um, the same is true if you've applied, you most likely received at least one no. It's just, that's just the process because no, there's no such thing as a person that is a perfect fit for every single school um, out there, you know? And so that's the one thing I want to say is we don't talk about it enough. 
people only talk about their successes. Very, uh, it's very rare when people actually share their quote unquote failures, the times that they received no's. And if you did see that, it would be quite enlightening. I mean, I, I have heard of folks who have shared their life CVs that include all of the no's, all of the rejections they got, and then the yeses, and you'd be surprised. Um, the most successful people have received the most no's. Um, and so rejection. Why is rejection so hard? Well, first of all, it tends to induce a lot of feelings that we don't want to experience. Like for a, lot, a lot of folks will experience shame. They'll experience jealousy, loneliness, anxiety. These are all things that come up when you get that, let's say it's that email, you apply to a program, you're anxiously awaiting news, you open up the email, we regret to inform you, or unfortunately, or due to the high number of X, and you just know they're saying no to you. You know, if they literally do not use the word no in their in the body of their email, you know, you know that the no is coming. You know that what they are implying is that you did not get selected. It's hard to take that in. I mean, there's a part of you that wants to kind of put it away, close that email, not look at it, just pretend that you didn't see it, not talk about it, not face it, because it's shameful. And then you go to Grad Cafe and you start hearing about other people who are getting interviews, who are getting in. And then there goes that feeling of jealousy or envy, like, well, what did they have that I didn't have? And it's almost like it, it eats up at that feeling of, well, maybe I'm not worth it. Or maybe I'm not good enough. Or maybe it was true. Maybe I am an imposter. It's just these feelings that you've had. And... um and all of these feelings, the jealousy, the loneliness, the anxiety, the shame, they're actually completely normal feelings to have. And so if I can say anything, it's, it's, I want to remind you to allow yourself to feel these things and to take the time that you need to feel them. For some, it may be a day, a couple of days, a week, a couple of weeks take the time you need to feel your feelings and then after that it's okay to share it's okay to tell others what's going on you don't have to tell the whole world but I mean recently I was listening to a podcast um, called Brown Ambition I listened to this podcast it's about financial literacy uh, and it's two uh, women of color two black women who are the hosts and one of them mentioned that the quote, the antidote, the antidote to shame is voice. And I was thinking about that with regard to rejection and feeling ashamed of being quote unquote rejected. And I was like, that is so true. Because if you talk about it, if you put it out there, then all of a sudden, it's not as big of a thing anymore because then you realize, wow, I'm not alone. Look at all these other people who God knows. Look at all these other folks who are doing great, who are happy, who are successful, however you define success. Um, and they got a lot of no's. In fact, I mean, I 
I've received so many no's. I've received a lot of no's. In fact, I didn't get into the McNair program. I'm the associate director of a McNair program and I myself was rejected by McNair, by the program um, when I was an undergrad. And I remember I was devastated at the time because I thought I was such a good fit for the program and I was so committed and I thought I would do anything to be a McNair scholar. It just seemed like such a great program. And I was envious of all the folks who did get into McNair. Um, but it's okay, you know, it worked out. I, I was able to move on to the next thing. And the next thing for me happened to be the Mellon Mays program. But even if that wasn't there, it, there would have been something else. Um, the other thing I want to mention is that, um, this is true for myself too, but a lot of us have been conditioned to need external validation. And it takes so much unlearning for you to be okay with validating yourself and with feeling worthy without having to have those external those external um, factors or achievements and things like that. A lot of us um, were raised to be people pleasers and so we want to keep getting these awards and these accolades and make others proud but you don't necessarily need to get into graduate school right away or you don't necessarily need to have someone else validate that the work that you've done has been good work that, that is worthwhile for you to continue doing it in graduate school. Um, if you're really serious about pursuing an advanced degree, um, then go ahead and prepare for another cycle. It's okay to apply again. I remember meeting someone when I was in grad school who she told me that she applied I think the first time to graduate school, I don't remember how many, it must have been under 10 schools and she didn't get in anywhere. And so then the next year she did her homework, she revised her materials, she tried to do things to add to, your, to her CV to fill the gap that she had. She then met with people that she wanted to work with, met them in advance, um, did informational interviews. And then she ended up applying to close to 20 schools the second round. And then not only did she get in the second time around, but she had multiple offers. And at that point, she had learned so much that she learned about negotiating. And she negotiated her funding offers and she got a really good package with summer funding and ended up at one of her top choice schools. So it just goes to show you that like, just because someone says no to you one time doesn't mean that it's not going to work out for you. So let's say this time around you apply to grad school and you all you've been getting are no's. And maybe you're waiting for just a few more schools, but there's a party that's thinking, okay, what do I do if all I get are no's this year? That's the worst case scenario. I feel like a lot of us are afraid of applying to things because the worst case scenario is that you get rejected everywhere. And then what? Well, <laughs> if that happens, you'll realize it's, it may feel like the end of the world, but it actually isn't. You will get through it and um, allow yourself to feel the feelings however long you need to. And then after that, if you're serious about whatever that thing was that you got to know from, 
if it was, you know, a master's program, a PhD program, then when you're ready, it's okay to review your materials again. Confront your application, the thing that they said no to. Look them over. Have other people look them over. Have the folks that told you no, have them give you feedback. It's, it's okay to ask for feedback. And then you're, you're going to have to redirect yourself. You're going to have to reframe the no. One, there's actually a quote that I use over and over and over again in my life that I've shared with my friends and some of my friends have started to use it as well. And I just, it's one of those things that's, I don't know why this quote just makes me feel a little bit better when I get a no. And it's a very simple three words. No means next. No means next. I remember hearing it in undergrad. No means next. No means next. And then in grad school, it kind of became a model of mine because I got used to no's. I was applying to conferences, applying to fellowships, applying to jobs. I remember one year applying to 40 plus jobs <laughs> and you just get no after no after no after no and I just told myself no means next no means next okay and in some cases I didn't even think twice about a no I was like okay and then like I would get an email and I'd just archive it and then move on and sometimes I didn't even like feel anything because I got so desensitized by um getting so many no's and so no means next has helped me it's almost like a coping mechanism for me when, when I um, experience rejection. And then the other thing that helps me with when it comes to getting these no's is reminding myself that we all have our own timeline. You know, you may not believe in things happening for a reason um, or like, oh, if it doesn't happen, it's because it's not meant to be. Maybe you don't believe in that. Maybe you don't believe in something being kind of predestined or predetermined. Um, but thinking about how there's no set timeline. I know for a long time, I pressured myself to think that I needed to do things by a certain age, especially because at least in my life, I've reached a lot of milestones at an early age. So for instance, I got married at age 20. I had my first child at age 25. I got my PhD at age, how old was I? 26? Um, I think I was 26 or 27, but relatively young for my cohort. And I've just been achieving a lot of milestones at a relatively young age that I kept telling myself, okay, well, I need to do X by age 30, or I need to become director by age la-da-da. And I'm like, no, it's it's okay. Like, I don't have to do things by a certain age. Just like some folks are pressured into thinking that they have to have a certain lifestyle or have a certain type of family structure or have kids or or travel, or buy a home. There are all these like external pressures to do things that maybe you don't want to do at all. Or maybe you don't want to do by this socially acceptable age. So we're like reminding yourself, I have my own timeline. Maybe I'm not going to be that student that goes straight 
to grad school right out of undergrad. Or maybe I need to take a gap year or two. Or maybe I need to get a full-time job and get some more life and work experience and come back in five to ten years. Grad school will be there. It's not going anywhere. So just reminding yourself, like, I have my own timeline. This is part of my timeline. Hopefully that will help you with reframing and redirecting that no. And then also the other thing to think about is that a lot of times when you get a no, it's because you were not a good fit or it's because of something else that's going on with that department. And those are things that you will not know. So for instance, maybe that department is not accepting any students this year. And so you got a no, but you have no idea that everybody else that applied also got a no. Or maybe the one person you wanted to work with is retiring and you didn't know that they were retiring and there's no one else you can work with in that department and that's why you got that no. Or um, it's just, it's really hard to know what's going on in terms of the internal politics that affected the reason why you got a no. Sometimes you really weren't a good fit and sometimes there's other things that are going on that have nothing to do with you that led to you getting that no. So just reminding yourself, like, this is not personal. This is not about me per se. Um, and just focus, you know, as much as you can on strengthening your application materials, but also reminding yourself that there's a good chance that maybe it wasn't because of me, but it was something else that led to me getting a no. Um, trying to think about, yeah. I think that's all I have to say for now about rejection, about getting no's. It really is about allowing yourself to experience those feelings. And then once you're ready, it's okay to go back to your application. It's okay to review your materials and strengthen them. It's okay to ask for feedback. And aim for another round if you're serious about going to graduate school. And if it's not, then maybe there's something else that you can do that's, you know, that's part of your path. So just allow yourself the time to like think about it and figure it out. And again, if it's something that, that you're committed to doing, you can always reapply. You can always kind of keep going, increase, you know, the number of schools that are a good fit that you can apply to. And eventually, no means next, you're going to get no, no, no's, and all you need is one yes. One yes. That's all you need. All right, everyone. Thank you so much for listening, and I will talk to you all soon. Thanks so much for joining me in the Grad School Fem Touring Podcast. If you liked what you heard, please rate this podcast on iTunes, Spotify, or anywhere you tune in. You can also support the podcast by donating to my Patreon page, Anchor page, or Venmo account, which is at Grad School Fem Touring. If you have questions or episode topics, you can contact me by sending me a DM on Instagram, sending me an email to gradschoolfemtouring at gmail.com, sending me a voice message on Anchor, or sending me a message via my personal website at yvettemartinezvu.com. Until next time.